Verse 27, yes. Shall we then hearken unto you to do all this great evil, to transgress against our God in marrying strange wives? Strange wives, that's what Nehemiah calls them. Anyway, so multiplication of women in the life of politicians derails his government. You don't wait till you, uh, he's in office. Check his character. You will see the problem before. Don't elect such people. Because all of these many women and the parties and all the things that go on with it is our budget they are using to service it. Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 17. We are talking about principles for choosing political leaders. Don't blame me. I did not write the Bible. Verse 17. <laughs> Neither shall he multiply wives for himself that they turn not away his heart. Then look at the last one. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself silver and gold. Remember that all this scripture said to himself, to himself. It didn't say if he's helping young people sponsoring a few weddings that he shouldn't. It didn't say if he's you know making it easier for young girls and whatever to get married, find their own spot. He says everything is to himself. It's all self. Okay, watch the last one. It's about financial corruption. Financial corruption. So before we elect people, we need to check their track record. You have been governor. You want to be president. What did you do when you were a governor? You were in the Senate. You want to be president now. What did you do with their locations? With all those? What did you do? Okay, you were CEO of a company. Now you want to be president. What about your track record? What about simple things like social responsibilities to the community where that business is? And you know, very soon too, it will include clergymen. Pastor, you want to be president. You want to be governor. Mm -hmm. What did you do when you were? you don't just get people and say don't give them power in trust we give power to people who have been tested and trusted the reason is very simple you're electing one man to pilot the affairs of a country do you want to put somebody to fly a plane and when we are all on air you now realize he doesn't know how to fly you have to check his track record how many places have he has he flown in it has he flown aircraft before yes now we say we are traveling abroad has he ever flown across no leaving to be playing local pilot let's get somebody that has experience of flying international to take us if not because there is no parking on air and that's how it is once you have given them four years then you are not crying that's the problem they will tell you wait till our turn is over so financial corruption multiplying silver and good for yourself god is not against people having money but what have you done for others 
Say, no, when you give me power, I will do this for you. No, 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 we want to know the ones you have done before so we can trust you with another level. Okay? These are questions that if we start asking, the mistakes will be reduced. Next, next verse. And it shall be when he seated upon the throne of his kingdom that he shall write him a copy of this law in a book out of that which is before the priests, the Levites. You know what's shocking? God wants you to know the Bible like priests and pastors. He wants the word of God to guide them and see the principle. This is the, either the sixth, is that the man that is supposed to rule society must be guided by God's moral principles and values. He needs to know the Bible. And according to the scripture, at verse 19, he says he should be reading the word of God all the days of his life. Yes? And he shall be with him, and he shall read therein all the days of his life. That so he, that what will happen? That he may learn to fear the Lord his God, to keep all the words of this law and this status to do them. You see, God wants the person that rules us to be a God-fearing person. And God wants a person that rules society to be somebody that have moral compass. There is something that controls him. He's somebody that has conscience because the word of God quickens your conscience. The word of God becomes your moral compass. He has to have that software of godly values and the fear of God. If not, he will go out of control. You carry power and give him, but the man you have given power has nothing that regulates him. He doesn't have steering. He doesn't have brake. If they ask you to enter a vehicle now, no steering, no brake, but we are going to Lagos. But the mic, will you enter? So the man that is a leader needs brakes. He needs control too. So for us who are believers, we should look for people that are disciples. People, not people who will say, when I get there, I will follow Jesus. Mm. People who have been proven before your church begins to bring somebody to present to the rest of the Christian community. Make sure that it's somebody that has been disciples, somebody that we can trust. Not just because he's in our denomination, he's from our tribe. What the Bible said is when the righteous is in authority, the people rejoice. Not when a church goer is in authority. If the moral compass is not in his life, he's not there. And he cannot give what he does not have. But beyond that, the Bible says he should be reading God's word throughout his days. Throughout his life. So he will learn to fear the Lord his God and keep his word. So when you have political power, you need to realize you're under a higher power. And somebody will want to hold you accountable for what you're doing. What you're doing with that power. It's stewardship. Not lordship. It's stewardship. It's stewardship. Power is given to you because there is, you are given responsibility. Power and responsibility. Authority and responsibility go together. But after accountability will follow it. And of course, the last element he mentioned here. In that verse 20, Pastor Ben, you can read it. That his heart be not lifted up above his brethren, and that he turn not aside from the commandment 
to the right hand or to the left to the end that he may prolong his days in his kingdom yeah he and his children in the midst of israel so one of the reasons he needs to know the word of god is so that his heart be not lifted up above his fellow citizens my own translation said above his citizens this one said above his brethren what it means is that he won't go into pride and become a dictator become an oppressive leader and start oppressing the people he is put in office to serve and start abusing power so ladies and gentlemen when you want to vote you can you should ask yourself can i can we trust this man to steward power for the benefits of all for our benefit not to turn that power against us and start oppressing the people he's meant to serve power is for service and power is for justice administration that's why god gives people power the purpose of power power is not about the man that has it it's about the people he is called to lead is given for service and is given so you can administer justice and order let's discuss a little what, what what is one thing that stood out for you in this place you know thank you pastor um you know it's actually difficult to hurt things when pastor has spoken because it's it's many-sided and uh, you have it all but you see the burden that came on my heart is how many pupils in Nigeria are, are dishing out truth like this and raising people with this moral character that we save the future and I just feel that our pastors we need help because we are the people responsible for nurturing these values in the congregation and raising people with vision to go transform society then they will be qualified from among us and we will provide the support for them how many pupils today how many altars and I was just thinking about priesthood summit again about I mean, the whole idea of the help that priesthood need in Nigeria to be able to raise this standard of people. Of course, for us, it's helpful for us to look out for those to give our support to. But how do we find these men and women? in our congregation within the church it begins with god multiplying pupils servants like this to make this truth available to bring people to 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 prick people's conscience to bring repentance and transformation and you know bath a new people a people with a sense of the fear of god visionary committed people with track record of 
integrity responsibility accountability may the lord multiply such leaders for us in jesus name i my, my heart is more heavy for for priesthood and may the lord give us priesthood that will really help the church in nigeria to be able to be the people god has called us to be to be able to make the impact both at home and across the world amen wow. second samuel chapter 23 verse 1 this the last these are the last words of david look at what he said there now this be the last words of david david the son of jesse said and the man who was raised up on high the anointed of the god of jacob and the sweet psalmist of israel said the spirit of the lord spoke by me and his word was in my tongue okay look at what god taught david and what he said through him look at it yes the god of israel said the rock of Israel spoke to me. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. Did you have you guys seen that? It's like a summary of it all. He that ruleth over men must be just, ruling ruling in the fear of God. That's the kind of leaders that we need in every spheres of society. In every sphere. Say, what, what was one of the you know, qualities that... Thank you, sir. For me, what stood out, uh, one of the things that stood out for me is this issue of track record. Uh, we don't seem to look at that in, in this nation, in Nigeria. We don't look at track record. But if you look through the Bible, even where we read today and some of the you know, inferences you drew from it, God is very... Uh, uh, particular about track record, people's track records. For instance, uh, talking about leadership in the church, the Bible says somebody who will be a bishop or a leader in church must have his own family under control. Because if he cannot look after his family, how can he look after the church of God? So God is saying that you look at someone's track record and then match that with what he's aspiring for. So, the people who present themselves to us here, I mean, every time an election cycle is around, they don't, they're not really strangers to us. We know them. Some of them have ruled in the past. We knew, we know their antecedents, we know the things they've done in the past. But when election comes around, we, we just turn back to sentiments, tribal sentiments, and you know so many other things and that is what is affecting us today and, and uh, let me add my voice to this subject of track record pick david for example somewhere the prophet came to his family house and anointed him king over all israel that is the call of god on his life he was not anointed prime minister or, or deputy governor. He was anointed to be king over all Israel. And the young man was about the age of 17. 
now watch the process that got into power he got to power at the age of 30. before then he first went to serve his father looking after sheep in the wilderness he took up a kind of pastoral job for animals now can you imagine being called to rule a nation and you think you are going to start from the top that's not how you do it you build you climb all the way from bottom up he went to manage family business cattle railing business right after that he came out fought goliath solved the national problem and then after killing goliath he just solved a big problem for the whole nation he was recruited into the army of saul and then from there he began to serve in government house to work under saul now remember saul was the government david was going to replace but god said go and serve under it first being a bush boy for the village from the bush is not enough you need to get experience before the power is given to you you can't just come up from somewhere and climb up and get power because of believers who will tell me god spoke to me so what it took 13 years to process that god said from age 17 to 30 and in that 13 years he was in the process serving and climbing so he went to serve the same government that he was later to replace it's like moses moses went to work for the pharaoh that he was going to confront after because how are you going to change a system from outside you don't want to join a political party you don't want to get involved and start from somewhere and then you want to come up and say god told you you're going to be president stop wasting your time it doesn't work like that then from there the third stage is that when he became 30 the tribe of judah where he's from called him the elders and made him governor he became governor of judah there are 12 tribes it's like 12 states nation he had to go and rule one state to prepare to rule a whole nation and he ruled judah for seven years after the experience of being in the army being in public service having managed a private business for the family family business and now having ruled a state for seven years he was now called to become the king over all israel he became the most successful king israel ever had clap well if you want to clap psalm psalm 78 i think we should read that passage the passage yes just, yes from verse 70 psalm 78 from S verse 70 yes he chose david also his servant and took him from the sheepfolds for looking after sheep from following the hills great with young he brought him to feed jacob his people and israel his inheritance that's just what you have not succeeded in your profession you have not succeeded in any business you want to come and manage nigeria who wants to appoint a ceo over a company whose budget runs in trillions this is nigeria and you want to go and pick an amateur that has not been tested this is a company and when you elect a president it's a ceo you are elected and when you elect a governor ceo of a state check the kind of budget of that how many billions and you want to put this guy in charge of that plus the lives of people so many things commissions ministries with no clue wow. that's not how things work 
Joseph was given a vision you are going to be a prime minister he was sold into e Egypt when he got there he managed one business Potiphar's business managed it very well even went to prison and rose up to be the, the president of the whole prison the man that was in charge of the prison handed the prison to him then right after that he came up to become prime minister to pharaoh wow. i read another document that said that's the book of Joshua. that he was prime minister for 40 years when pharaoh died the whole nation of egypt said who else pharaoh had a son he said no let pharaoh's son deputize for you while you take over power so they made pharaoh's son just a, a kind of figurehead and gave joseph the national leadership so that's how he was in office from the age of 30 to the age of 110. do you know how long that was 80 years 40 years he died in office check genesis 40 years as prime minister to pharaoh 40 years as the one running the whole show that's how it is done and it is in these stages of service that you check what has the man's track record what has he done when he was in the senate what did he do when he was local government what did he do when he was commissioner if he messed up his office as a commissioner don't come over and go and make him governor and then you know i remember a gentleman i i advised he wanted to be president he contested the first time second time of course he lost i said go and contest and test yourself with your state first and then i said use that state to show the whole country what you want to do in nigeria he went there and blew the whole messed up the whole place became an emperor and then after he now wants to be president even his own brothers will not vote for him remember that when you are in a lower level of stewardship that your faithfulness and performance at that level is what prepares you for the next level don't blow your card when they just make you a ceo a ceo today like joseph might be president tomorrow a ceo today might be governor tomorrow a, a ceo today he might be commissioner today president tomorrow he might be local government chairman today governor tomorrow whenever you are in any level of stewardship it might be pastor today president tomorrow don't look at me i'm not talking about me <laughs> don't worry i know my own calling but wherever you find yourself be faithful and serve the people and do it with excellence two things we should always look out for is competence ability to get the job done and character the two c's must come together integrity on this side competence on the other side so let me ask you a man that is good but cannot do the job but he's a good christian he's very good he's humble he is kind but he can't deliver don't elect him goodness alone can't get the job you need two wings to fly because if you are such a good person so humble so and we tell you fly us to us you go and sit in the cockpit of a boeing 737 by the time you look at those who have been in those cockpits the number by the time you look at just those buttons it's enough the plane has crashed why is it still on the ground <laughs> governance is a complex it's not an easy thing 
it's not an easy thing for for you to just carry being good okay you're a good man you won't eat our money so what what about creating wealth so you have to balance it with competence he can get the job done but don't only take competence without character without integrity because that's exactly who lucifer is that's a very competent angel but very corrupt once you remove character remove integrity you have another c called corruption so you have a capable leader that is extremely corrupt he will turn that power for force for selfish gain turn it and become an oppressor and start destroying the people he's called to serve let me give us two more thoughts and then we'll close look at where they are selecting deacons i'll give you two classes of church leaders to give you an idea of some of the qualities you look at when you are electing anybody into office in acts chapter 6 they needed to select deacons pastor ben you can read it for us for maybe from verse um, one yeah and in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye Okay, look at the qualities, three qualities for choosing people that will do this. So you see yes wherefore brethren look ye out among your among you seven men of honest report reputation capital is number one integrity yes full of the holy ghost anointing is number two yes and wisdom wisdom is the number three yes whom we may appoint over this business go ahead but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the world. You know, some people just say we only pray. Prayer is not enough. There has to be clear criteria for selecting the people. So, I'm also giving this. This part of what the Nigerian church must help our nation accomplish. But it's not just the Nigerian church. Political parties, our electoral bodies. We need to set clear guidelines, benchmark for selecting people that rule, that lead us. There must be some minimum benchmark, qualification. You don't meet it. And what this, this will do is that it helps you to get rid of the junks. Get rid of the wrong people. INEC needs this kind of benchmark. Our political parties need it before bringing out the person that will contest for them. Yes, the church in Nigeria needs to come out with a benchmark. Anybody that doesn't meet this way, he's not going to get our votes. We're not interested in where you come from, which denomination you are. You don't meet this basic criteria, you are not going to get our votes. And what is the, the benchmark that they said here? Number one, a person of integrity with moral stamina, moral competence. Number two, a person with wisdom, with competence to get the job done. He has to have the professional or the competence, the ability to capacity to get the job done. If he's going to be minister of health, he's not somebody that spent all his life in transport.
We are talking about health for that, for God's sake. Let the transport man head transport ministry. Let somebody that has spent years in the field of health come and help us. If not, that's a round peg in a square hole. So, somebody with the, the intellectual competencies, he has the training, the experience, and the know-how to get the job done. Not just the character quality of integrity. And then, in this particular place, they also ask for somebody that the hand of God is upon. Anointing. Uh, uh, to educate Nigerians how to recognize anointing. That one is uh, another day's job. You want somebody that the Holy Spirit is upon, not somebody that is possessed of a demon. And, and Brother Mike, there are ways to know. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 22 said, The fruit of the Spirit are these. Love, joy, patience. If somebody truly has the Holy Spirit on him, anointing on him, these are the kind of qualities you'll be seeing in his life. Character qualities. You will see him, he will have compassion. He will have patience. He will, but, but if there are some other qualities listed, if you see it, it's not God though. And then, of course, there are other, other attributes. But let's leave that for another time. Another time. So, there is something else mentioned here in this place in selecting the leader. The apostles did not select the leaders. They set the benchmark and asked the people to do the selection. So, in a democratic culture like ours, there should be certain benchmark qualification before telling people to vote. Because... You see what go, is going on here in this country and all, many other countries in Africa and many other places in the world is that vote can be bought. The, the politicians have learned how to weaponize poverty. The people are hungry. So when it's election time, you go and give them a bag of rice, 3,000 naira, even 500 naira. I don't know. What, convert 500 naira to American dollar. I want Dr. Follins to see how much they buy vote here. It's not up to a dollar. Is that okay? One dollar. One dollar, sir. One dollar, sir. That's how much hunger in Africa. You give a man one dollar, he sells away eight years of his life. One dollar. Then four years after, they steal all the money. Four years after, they come back for another one dollar. So you see now, because in a democratic setting, the politicians have learned how to beat the system by corrupting. Now, there is a way to solve it. You use meritocracy first. There is meritocratic form of democracy. It's a combination of meritocracy and democracy. The church needs to bring that meritocratic principle. And then the political parties need to bring it. And then INEC needs to also bring it. This benchmark, you have been involved in terrorism, sponsoring, or promoting. You can never. You have gone to prison for corruption, or you have been convicted of corruption, or whatever. You can never. You have you've been involved in kidnapping, or sponsoring, or you can never. You have been involved. Any type of criminal crime. You have no track record. You have not done anything before for your community. Or for, you can never aspire for these offices. It will clean up and you, you will see everybody lining up to do, behave. 
Because the rule of law is the last hope of any civilization. Once it goes, there is nothing else left.